We're here with another episode of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. And um, today we have with us Mallory Dotson, who's uh, part of our agency. And we're going to be talking about Human Trafficking Awareness Month, which is in January. Uh, Mallory, um, first of all, and you, I do this every time, remind us what you're what are your duties? What is your position here at the Family Crisis Center? The extremely long title. Yeah, um, there you go. My official title is a sexual assault services coordinator, and then I'm also SFA's advocate. If I'm on campus, I just say SFA's advocate, and then if I'm in the community, I usually just say next sexual advocate. Right, yeah. Assault advocate. Yeah, makes it a little easier, yeah. I guess. I never really right. say the full <laughs> job title. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, we, we try to do this every year. Again, you know, the year kicks off with uh, January, again, being Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And uh, sometimes uh, I kind of want to start out, so a lot of times, and I've seen this happen when we go out and about, sometimes people may confuse trafficking with smuggling. When we talk, excuse me, when we talk about uh, human trafficking, and so... Just for clarification's sake, what is the difference? When we're talking about human trafficking. What is that as opposed to smuggling? Uh, so human smuggling is like a crime against the border um, where somebody enters a nation um, illegally and they usually pay somebody to smuggle them. That's called usually called a coyote, um, but they're paying someone to smuggle them. Whereas human trafficking has to have force, fraud, and coercion. Um, human smuggling can be a choice. Human trafficking is never a choice. Um, so trafficking can start out as smuggling, um, and then they give false pretenses. And then when they get across the border, now they're like, you owe this very large debt. You have to pay it off. When in reality, they will never pay it off. Okay. So smuggling is basically, uh, transporting people across Mm -hmm. the border, across uh, international lines, I guess yeah. you can say. Whereas trafficking is, it can happen just within the borders mm-hmm. um, and everything. So, so trafficking. Let's kind of. I want kind of take more of a deep dive into that when we talk about human trafficking. What is exactly are we talking about? What do we mean when we say human trafficking? So the two really main types are sex trafficking and labor trafficking. Um, Labor trafficking can be working on farms. They're not getting paid. Um, And sex trafficking is what it sounds like. Um, People, somebody is paying another person for sex. Um, Okay. And that can be confused with prostitution. Um, But prostitution, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. But um, trafficking is not a choice. So, like, say somebody pays, like, a pimp for uh sex with a girl um but that girl is not getting paid they're being forced to do that they cannot leave they have no choice um the biggest thing about human trafficking is that it has to have force fraud and coercion well i think a lot of times people will say well prostitution that's you know that's that woman's choice you know she's making that choice to sell herself what in reality is probably a lot of the times that woman's being made to do this mm-hmm. right i mean she's being forced to do that it's not really maybe she's paying off a debt 
to yeah. or 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 something like that. And I think that's the thing that we really need to let people know is that I think sometimes people say, well, it's a victimless crime. You know, if that's what they want to do and that's how they want to earn their money and, you know, well, so be it. But, man, you just got to really look at that and understand that a lot of times these ladies and men as mm-hmm. well, we got to make sure and, and let it know yeah. uh, that, that it, this can happen to men also, that they may not have a choice. You know, mm-hmm. they may be forced. And if they refuse to do this, they could have pay some consequences. Yeah. And... Sometimes it might start off as, like, maybe it's a single mom who can't get a job, can't pay ends meet, and the only thing she has left is to sell her body. Um, And so they might get into prostitution to survive, and then once they get under a manager or a pimp, then it suddenly turns into you want to leave, but now you can't because you owe this pimp because now you're under their control. right. And now you don't have a choice and you can't leave. Sure. Um, so how big of this is an issue? And again, you know, I guess I'm trying to set up these situations when people think, oh, well, this doesn't happen in rural, you know, this is the, these are things that happen in Houston and Dallas and, mm-hmm. and the big metropolitan areas, but how big is this issue in East Texas? I mean, do we see it here? Yeah. Um, and it's a big issue, but I don't think the trafficking that people think of is the trafficking that actually goes on here. So when people think of human trafficking, they think of the movie Taken and like going across borders and that it only happens in big cities. Um, and that does happen, but it's not the main type of human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, as far as sex trafficking goes, um, it's primarily familial trafficking and spousal trafficking. And that's the main things that we see here is like parents selling their kids uh, for sex or um, spouses selling um, their spouses for sex. Um, And then sometimes people don't even know that they're being uh, trafficked. Sometimes they might think it's like a sexual assault, Um, but it can be trafficking because somebody else is being paid to have sex with them. So, you know, it's interesting that you pointed out here in East Texas, we see, uh, it happening within families, a parent mm-hmm. uh, um, selling their child for sex or a spouse selling their partner for sex mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, what are some of the tactics that traffickers use to lure victims? Let's say it's not, or, you, I mean, you may have a good example of, of a tactic that a family member can use. But, you know, I think, again, a lot of people are saying, well, who would be silly enough to get caught in this world, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so I guess that kind of leads up to my question. What are some of the ways that traffickers use to get people to get in this line of work or to be trafficked? And there are several different ways. I know like there's what's common is like the boyfriend trafficker where they start off, they're very nice, they're kind, they build their trust, then they start buying them all these nice gifts. So now you feel like you owe them. And then one day they're like, hey, can you do me a favor? Um, I need you to entertain my friends or I need you to do this. Mm -hmm. And now you feel like you owe them because they've bought you all these things and they're so nice. So you're like, yeah. And you don't want to do those things, but now it becomes something over and over and over again. And that's kind of a feeling of obligation. maybe. Yeah. Obligation. And that's when that exploitation manipulation start to come out. Um, but that's kind of like the boyfriend trafficker, um, 
when it comes to like teens and young adults, they're usually groomed. Um, online happens a lot. Um, so probably someone in the high risk category, um, someone who maybe they come from a single parent household and that parent is working a lot. It's not the parent's fault. They're yeah. trying to make ends meet. Um, but there's not a lot of people watching that kid or they're walking home from school sure. and they get caught up there. Um, and finally, this really nice person is online. They're being so nice to them. Somebody's paying attention. Um, so they're like, oh, yeah, uh, they're great. They would never do anything. Like, they only care about me. And then as soon as they build that trust with that person, then that's when that exploitation yeah. starts happening. Do you think uh, potential traffickers, do they try to find victims who seem like they're despondent, that they're unsatisfied with their home life, that they're... They're mad at their parents. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody loves me. Nobody understands me. Mm -hmm. Here comes somebody. Hey, I get it. You know, I understand. Hey, you hang mm -hmm. out with me. I'll give you all the love and all the attention you want. And, oh, yeah, they don't care about you. And mm -hmm. all, all of that, I guess. Yeah, so it can happen even in, like, big families that maybe have six or seven kids mm -hmm. um, and the parents are doing the best that they can, but they have a lot of kids and yep. maybe that kid feels like they're not that loved. So that trafficker is going to target that kid and make them feel loved and make them do um, whatever they want now. Or say the parents are having a really messy divorce and like custody battle and the kid just feels like totally isolated. Parents are just fighting. They don't have anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the they try to target those high risk yeah. uh, young adults or kids. I think something also that parents need to be made aware of, and I'm not knocking this because I play video games. I'm a gamer, but a lot of this stuff can happen through the games that kids play because uh, a lot of kids are connected online with other players, whether it be Call of Duty, mm -hmm. which. I kind of give, I got to give Mallory a hard time. We were in a meeting the other day and we were talking video games and how, and she was like, I don't like know is, is uh, Roblox. You don't know any other games. And so I had to, had to educate Mallory a little bit, but no, but seriously, you know, it could be, you know, Roblox, Call of Duty, whatever, especially when players are communicating with each other and striking up online friendships. And so, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not knocking that, uh, that media, but I think people, especially parents, need to be made aware. Uh, pay attention to what your kids are doing online, mm -hmm. right? And I know with kids is like like middle school and high, like Roblox, Minecraft, because you can do pretty much anything in those uh, rooms. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other thing is those VR um, reality games, yeah. Uh, because anybody can go into those lobbies, and it can you can be anybody, right? And they can target people um, that way yeah. as well. Oh, also, what I've heard is um, trying to lure young, probably especially girls, but again, boys also. Uh, hey, have you ever thought about being a model? Mm -hmm. Hey, call this number. Let's take some pictures and we'll submit your pictures. And I'm not saying that every one of those types of ads are have ulterior motives. But again, mm -hmm. guys, be careful what your kids are doing and what they're responding to. Yeah, because you know? if like, like, especially like primary, like it still happens to males. Uh, but I know with the model thing, it's a lot of teenage girls. Yeah. 
and um, they're out with their friends. They find a big group of those teenage girls, and they're like, oh, you guys could be models. Uh, you should call this number. You should call me. I know a guy. Um, right. And then they go to this meeting, and it's something completely not what they're sure. expecting. Sure. So, obviously, this is an issue in East Texas, or agencies like the Family Crisis Center wouldn't have somebody mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in programs um devoted to combating this so what does what does an agency like like ours like the family crisis center um what do we do to combat this problem like what are the things that we do out there to bring awareness and to um well like for a better word the only thing i can think of right now is combat the mm-hmm. the the problem out there um as far as like like educational purposes and like maybe prevention measures, um, it's just education, getting the word out. Um, because I know when like human trafficking, people aren't thinking about the trafficking that is actually going on. They're thinking about the kids being smuggled across borders. Um, right. They're thinking of that kind of trafficking and that it doesn't go on here. And it very much does. So I think education about the real types of human trafficking going on, including labor trafficking, because we see that as well. Um, Spreading awareness, like the event that we'll talk about later, doing things like that. Just showing them like the real types of trafficking, the reality of that in small areas like this, um, because it is definitely happening everywhere in Houston and Dallas, but it's still happening here as well. And as far as, like, once somebody is trafficked, what we can do for them, um, obviously, like, services, like, any legal help, um, legal assistance that they might, all of their options that they have, um, shelter, um, what we do in general. And then we can partner with other agencies. So a big one is Unbound Now that we just got in the area. We partner with them. They're solely human trafficking. And... Anything, because, like, the Family Crisis Center, we're going to do anything to help our victims that we can. Yeah. Um, And then if there's another agency that can do more for them, like, than we can, then we're going to work with them as well, and we're going to partner with them and try to do the best for our clients as possible. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of touched on this. I didn't know if we needed to come back and revisit. Um, What do traffickers look for? If, hey, okay, I I'm want to traffic somebody what specifically what type of person are they going to set their sights on um the biggest thing is it can happen to anybody anybody can be trafficked as far as what they're looking for it depends what the traffickers motives are so if they're looking for labor trafficking um say they're looking for somebody to work in a field or in a restaurant um they're going to be looking for like maybe an undocumented immigrant um, trying to make money. And they're like, oh, if you pay me this much, like, yeah, basically giving them a very large debt and saying you can pay me back by working. And reality is, again, like they will never pay off that debt. Um, if you're looking for like sex trafficking, it's usually going to be upper teens, young adults. Um, it really just depends what that trafficker's wanting to do, um, because it can be anybody. Right. Okay. Um, I guess, I I guess I'm wanting to know, are there certain signs people can look for if they suspect someone may be trafficking or they may be a trafficking victim, I should say. And if trafficking is going on in their area, are there any 
is it so well hidden you wouldn't know? Or are there any telltale signs that you can kind of pick up on if thing, things that may kind of look suspicious? Mm-hmm. Or either either in an area or a person themselves, if you think, may, you know what, maybe this person yeah. is doing something they don't want to be doing. Um, and there are different signs for the different types of trafficking. Sex trafficking is they're being controlled by somebody. They have, maybe they talk about meeting, they have to meet a goal every single day. Um, and it, when you talk to them, they don't know where they are a lot of the times. Like maybe they don't know like their whereabouts. They can't speak for themselves. So say they get injured and they go to the hospital, there's going to be somebody speaking for them the entire time. Like they're not going to speak for themselves. Um, and they're always being monitored. They're very fearful of law enforcement. And they might even have a tattoo that can like look like a brand. Um, that's sex trafficking. And then like late. Go ahead. Labor trafficking (laughs) is they're not free to leave. Um, They're either unpaid or paid like very little. Um, And they owe a large debt. They'll never pay off. They don't have any breaks at their work environment. And they're going to have a lot of poor hygiene. Um, In the teen world, like as far as like if you're a teacher or in charge of teens or work with teenagers, Mm -hmm. Um, if they suddenly start bragging about they have a lot of money, um, so overlized um, sexual behavior, um, suddenly like they have new friends or like older friends and an older boyfriend just out of nowhere, they've dropped their old friends, they have new ones, some unexplained absences, that kind of thing. Okay. I wanted to go back why you kind of paused because like I was about to say something, but an, I, I thought crept into my head when you were talking about tattoos that mm-hmm. look like brands. Are there certain types of tattoos that people that are associated with trafficking? Um, there are, um, but the list is growing like day by day. Yeah. Um, some traffickers will get their names tattooed on their victims. Um, sometimes they'll have like every like person that's being trafficked under this pimp they'll have maybe like a crown or a symbol okay. or something like they will have just kind of like their lines. brand or yeah. their their logo i guess yeah. maybe is what i'm trying to say or something like they will that. have a brand that's distinct to that okay. pimp okay um well finally i do want to talk about uh what our what the agency what the family crisis center is going to be doing at sfa at the end of the month uh we have something in the works um mm-hmm going on uh, on campus at Stephen F. Austin State. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we're going to be doing a human trafficking simulation. Um, and it's, I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be really useful knowledge because the different scenarios that we're going to be being brought is uh, we're actually making them. And we're doing like the different types, the types of trafficking that we actually see around here. Um, the different ways and how they speak and the language and like they're actually going to get to walk through and see like what that person is going through and the different choices that that person has to make Um, and I think it's going to be a really good experience Um, it's going to probably be really heavy because you're going to be in that situation as that person is being trafficked but I think it's going to spread like a lot of awareness like oh this is what's actually going on so I guess if anybody's ever taken part in like a poverty simulation 
or uh, the In Her Shoes mm -hmm. thing, what we do in October when we simulate uh, domestic violence or relationship violence mm -hmm. situations. This is something similar on that, yes. but it's going to be focused on the human trafficking mm -hmm. uh, or human trafficking scenarios. It's going to be uh, at the... Um, in the starlight, is that what is it? The starlight ballroom. Uh, I think it's twilight. Twilight. Uh, in the student Sorry. center. Sorry, I got. I should have just said, Mallory, <laughs> tell me where it's going to be before I confuse people. Uh, okay, but we at the student center at mm -hmm. the in the uh, twilight yes. uh, ballroom. What day is that going to be on? It's going to be on January thirty first. It's end of the month. Yep, that last day. Okay. Um, and it with a bang. Um, and it's going to be from five thirty to seven. Um, okay. is what they're planning on doing. Um, and anybody's welcome. Um, it's on SFA, so obviously students are welcome, and we want all the students to come, but it is open to the community, and anybody's welcome. Does anybody to need there. to register? You just show up to participate. Um, it's really you just show up okay. to participate. Okay. Um, and people can tell us that they're coming, but really it's just a show up. You don't have to yeah. register yeah. for it or anything like that. Okay. All right. Again, Mallory Dotson, thank you for doing this you've been a sport this is your third yep. appearance third on the podcast all right here's to many more thanks a <laughs> lot mallory um so again if you have any questions regarding uh human trafficking awareness month the upcoming uh, simulation just go ahead and call our toll-free number that's 1-800-828-7233 also we also consider that number our hotline because it is answered 24 hours a day seven days a week again that's 1-800-828-7233 be sure to subscribe to conversations and connections do that via spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or the podcast service of your choice also you know a lot uh, the, the the work we do at the Family Crisis Center is a lot of that is done through donations. And so if you would like to make a donation uh, to the Family Crisis Center to help our cause, you can go to our website, FamilyCrisisCenterOfEastTexas.com. And there at the bottom left uh, of the page, you'll see a donate button. Just click on that if you'd like to make a monetary donation to help survivors of relationship violence. And so, as always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else. <laughs> <laughs>